Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! sound of those sirens y'all that can only mean one thing thank you for listening to another edition of the outsider's edge podcast here on the chair shot radio network this is your boy mr kyle moores and i am joined as always by my golden lover the kota to my kenny mr rance morris how you doing sir i'm good and uh insider baseball if you motherfuckers knew what we talked about before the show golden <laughs> lover is quite apropos <laughs> um, I mean, y'all know we couldn't get Carl on the show two weeks in a row because, like, he's busy. He got shit to do. Yeah, so, so Brother Rance reached into his grab bag, and he found us a special guest. Brother Rance, tell the people who we got for him this week. At this point, this, this dude ain't special no more because he, he here a lot. <laughs> he, he on the block. It's, it's a good friend of the show, Chair Shot, a contributor, and the self-proclaimed genius. We got Rob Burnett with us. What's up, my brother? Hey, fellas. Good to be back. It's been a little while, but... It's been a yeah, while, still, yeah. But I still got my key to get in the door that y'all left for me, so I'm here. Reaching out and mad and shit. Um, first, so first and foremost, good to have you on. Had I mean, I've been on with you, and we've done uh, Mindless, Mod, Mindless Musings podcast. Yeah. Uh, but this is the first edge you've been on in a while. 
But there was a major thing that you just went to, and I you wanted to kind of talk about it, and it's a major show. I, I'd really like to hear, <laughs> hear how it was. All right, so I did kind of the equivalent of what you did back Money in the Bank weekend, except yeah. so Friday I went to the MSG SmackDown show, and then Saturday I went to the Super Show tour down in D.C. Super Show, was that both were on SmackDown? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, so yeah, I, I went a whole lot of miles in two days. <laughs> uh, Got de- frequent flyer miles, man. Well, it was frequent, frequent Amtrak miles for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DC to New York looked close on the map. That shit ain't close. Well, it was about, it was about three hours going up, and then I took the Acela coming home, and it was about two hours and some change coming home, so it wasn't bad. But it was my first time going to MSG, and I told the story on Twitter. Uh, my father actually went there a few times back in the day to see Bruno San Martino. That's what's up. So it was my first time going though. So I went and Madison Square Garden is everything it's advertised to be. I mean, going inside of that place is just man, it's like it's crazy, man. And that whole it has that whole aura to it. And I mean, just sitting in the seats and just looking around is like like wow. Like this, this is this is this is different stuff right here. And they pulled out all they didn't, you know they they pulled out all the stops for this one. All right, because look, they had in the dark match to open. You know, the normally it's like just some you know folks that haven't gotten on TV yet or whatever. Yeah, they they've so, been they've been bringing the NXT <clears throat> people like Austin yeah. Theory and Zaylee and Dakota and those people. Yeah. Yeah, so the so the dark match was Charlotte and Rhea. Oh damn! Oh damn! Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, that's what they opened up with. All right, <clears throat> and I mean they got the full pyro and everything for their entrances. I mean, so they went out first, and you know they did their thing, and then so then SmackDown proper started, and it opened up with Roman and the Usos and Heyman coming out. And seeing them come out like live in person is just, I mean, <clears throat> like it's a killer entrance on TV. Yeah. But seeing it in person, yeah. and I got to see it twice because I, I saw them again Saturday. But I mean, it's like, you know, it's like Darth Vader walking out to the Imperial March or something. I mean, it's pretty special, bro. Yes, I've seen yeah. it. it, it it's <clears throat> another level. Yeah. And so then they come out there and, you know, they start doing their thing. And then the other music hits. And here comes Brock Lesnar. It's like, damn, we're opening up with this. And so, it, man, it was just, it, I mean, just the energy in that place was just through the roof. I, I got a question for you. I got a yeah. question for you because I know the show was spotless. Well, damn near spotless. Edge and. So Edge and Robbins had a, a barn burner. That yeah. was the tag match was great between the Usos and the Street Profits. Even the Tam man, man tag was fun because that's where Big E said, I'm going to Raw. Yeah. But you know, there was the one issue they had was there was no women's match. And the one women's yeah. match that they had scheduled 
was Zelina Vega. <laughs> and with it being in MSG the day before the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and her story with her, dad. her dad died. Yeah. yeah, and you know she was on she was on the news the day before, like representing the company, talking about that, yeah. and for her for her for her match to get cut four times. They didn't cut it because they didn't want it on the show. Somebody went over, but I mean, so <clears throat> as as someone who was there, like how did that? Did y'all even think about that that night? Did it? Re- did you realize? Damn, we haven't seen no women tonight, or didn't you not realize till you got home? Well, see, now I've been having my own little project I've been doing, like keeping track of basically women's matches on TV for this whole year. Okay. So, so yeah, I, I mean, so I've gotten to a point now where I can kind of see what's going on on the show and I can kind of figure like, okay, not going to happen this week. <clears throat> so when Seth and Edge started just going long, I just, yeah, I kind of got that feeling like, okay, yeah. Probably not going to happen. Now, I didn't know about the whole thing about that match being scheduled. So I didn't, I didn't find that out until later. Yeah. But this has been kind of a <clears throat> recurring thing on SmackDown in particular, where the men get to go over and the women get shortchanged. I think the problem there, and this could be, y'all can tell me if you think I'm wrong or I'm full of shit, but I think some of the problem there is if we look at who a lot of the men are on SmackDown, you've got Roman and Brock who both have five minute long entrances. Like Roman's entrance is epic. Don't get me wrong. The music is epic. Everything about the ambiance of it is epic, but it takes him at least five minutes to do it every time he does it. And sometimes he does it more than once per show. Yeah. yeah. That's 10 minutes of runtime just of Roman coming out to the ring. Then you've got Seth, who also whose entrance isn't as long, but like one of my recurring criticisms of Seth Rollins, as much as he makes literally everything he does in the ring seem effortless, Seth Rollins only knows how to have a long match. Seth don't know how to have a 10-minute, like we're in, we're out. We're on our way. Everything Seth does has to be 20 minutes. It has to, you know, and it's part of that is because he wants to tell a certain kind of story, and I respect that, but it's just like, man, you can't put you versus another of the men that's in this equation, Edge, who also really only does super long, got to tell this big story, got to hit all my spots matches. It's like, oh, so you're going to book them in a blow-off match on television? These two and about to went, go 35. And one went, of them's a Hall of Famer, and the other's a future Hall of Famer. So ain't nobody going to tell them that they can. Yep. Yeah, so they, they went, actually, I looked up the official time. They went 24. Which is short for them. That's the crazy and, thing, is that's short for them. And, and 24, that's 24 to two-hour show, by the way. Yeah. So that's, I mean, so, I mean, they could have cut five or six minutes off of that. Um. The 10-man tag team match went about as long as it should have, so you couldn't really do nothing there. Um, Uso's Street Profits, you could have cut about three or four after that. Yeah. But, um... And that's, um... And the contract signing thing went about... That went about as long as it should have also. So there wasn't really nothing to cut there. But, yeah, you... But this has been happening all year, though. Because, again, because... 
you know, like you like you said, Kyle, Seth goes long. And then Dan when Daniel Bryant, what was that there? Daniel Bryant go, goes long. Roman. So he Roman and well because Roman doesn't wrestle that much, but yeah, I mean, but he has you know long promo segments. So you got people on there who go long. And like you're saying, and now I'm not blaming them, but they're not being told, you know, they're not being cut for time. <clears throat> so as a result, and again, this has been happening all year. This isn't just like last week. Yeah. So when you when you get a women's match on there, a lot of times it's only two or three minutes. Well, and, then, by, Go ahead. and then so this this somebody like I'm keeping I'm like actually keeping track of all this for like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Impact, and Dynamite for all year. All right. So on SmackDown, they, the the women just get they get basically infringed upon a lot, and then. They just they, they lose out all the time, and then you know, and then if you have a segment like the contract signing thing, then you know for some people that'll be enough, right? Because they well, hey, they were out there, you know, Becky and Bianca were out there, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. But you got like seven or eight other women who, <clears throat> if they don't get a match, they get nothing that week. Well, I think what also makes it really unfortunate is you're right. You know, it is a little bit more unique to SmackDown because SmackDown's only two hours, and I'm just like. For several months now, I mean, I know I'm hard on Raw. I know I am. I'm a Raw critic, generally, in the best of times. But, I I mean, we can all agree that for several months now, with a couple of rare exceptions, they have a strong show here or there. But for several months now, from a creative standpoint, that show has struggled. And that show could use some people like a Seth or an Edge or a Roman who... Maybe occasionally go over time, but like you got three hours to fill, and like a twenty-five minute match might fill that third hour real, real good. Um, yeah. Now, the the one thing Raw has been doing better, Raw's been handling the women's division a lot better because they and... got that extra hour, so you got no excuse to not do shit, even if the shit you're doing is Nikki Ash. Um, doing her weird superhero thing that I know she loves, and I know she came up with it, but I'm just like, okay, girl, whatever. Um, or you've got <laughs> Alexa doing the best that she can with Bray Wyatt's gimmick, and I'm just like, so fucking over that. Like, and it's not her fault <laughs> either, but I'm just like, nope, I'm not here for this one. Um, but like, they got three hours, so like, they gotta put the women on. You ain't got no fucking excuse. They're just sure. content. <clears throat> True, but I say even with that though, they do. I say they do a good job because they they get a variety of people on there, and they consistently have something. Whereas SmackDown, a lot of weeks it's just nothing, and and then you know if you talk about other shows like you know then there's you know Dynamite's a whole other thing where it's like Dynamite had one women's match this week. It was. Um, Jade Cargill versus yes. Layla Hirsch, and I had two thoughts while I was watching the match. One, okay. I'm not a size person, generally speaking, but watching Jade stand next to Layla is like watching Rey Mysterio stand next to the big show, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not buying this, Layla. I know you're a badass, and I know you could kick my ass, but like, Jade's like an actual athlete so like I'm just not buying this my other thought was part of why I'm not buying this was my second observation Jade still can't sell homegirl still green as shit cannot sell at 
tall. Great offense. And because she's so tall, she's a great, like, badass heel. But mm. I'm just like, girl, you're going to have to learn how to, like, sell some offense. Like, because this ain't hitting. The only thing she sold in the whole match that looked good was the V-Trigger because she really caught that hole. Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't no sell. Like, she really mm-hmm. caught that knee to the face. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Dynamite, basically, you get... Well, they're, they're the most predictable show every week as far as women's matches because... Because the show get, is formulaic. Because it's it's one match. There's one women's Five match. Five minutes. <laughs> and, well, and I'll say unless this, it's Unless it's a blow-off match, then it might get tense. There you go. Yeah. So, and I've been I've been keeping track of like match times and all that stuff, and I do this because I'm a nerd. Okay. But anyway, um, so yeah, dynamite is predictable. I mean, you get one women's match, and it goes usually six or seven minutes every week. Now, that's better than the two or three minute match you get on SmackDown. But there's literally like no that that is it. And like I said, unless it was something like the Britain Thunder Rosa thing or whatever, but. I mean, SmackDown occasionally has two women's matches, but Dynamite almost never has two women's matches. And if you want a comparison, Raw has almost twice as many women's matches this year as Dynamite does. Yeah, <laughs> that's accurate. Yeah, and it, and I mean, I've, I've counted it up, so it's it's like it's almost twice as many, and just just with an extra hour of TV time every week, so it shouldn't be twice as many. I <laughs> mean, and and. But anyway, um, so the you know, the women's match thing on SmackDown, like I said, I didn't know the nature of what it was supposed to be until later. Um, but when I you know I saw how, how long Edge and Seth were going, and I just kind of knew it was like, okay, yeah, not going to happen this week. Writing was on the wall. Uh, but well, what they need to do is one, you don't need as many women on SmackDown anyway, so you could really just put two thirds of the women's division on raw and you only need like six or seven women for SmackDown really. And keep it so a buck. That, they got the bigger names, right? Becky, well, they got Becky, Sasha and Bianca. Right. And Raw's got Charlotte and Oscar and right. Oh, they also have Bailey on SmackDown. She's just hurt. And yeah. they, I knew it was a fourth I couldn't think of. Yes. Because yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking of who are the big six for the women. Um, yeah. Like the six untouchable women. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, Bailey, but she hurt. Well, and, so, and then you would probably, if you're talking about untouchable, then you'd probably have to add Liv, maybe. And, no. I don't know if Liv is untouchable. No. I, Liv, I think, that, and I think she's in line for a push. I really do. Yeah. I do think she's in line for a push. I don't know if she's reached that level of untouchable. You could argue that Natty's no. untouchable just because of longevity, but like, yeah. I, like I still wouldn't put her in the same category. I'm talking about like, if we're talking about who are they honestly building that women's division around, who is the women's division? It is well, Charlotte, Asuka, Sasha, Becky, uh, Bianca, and Bailey. And gotcha. then, and then, and, uh, has, and occasionally Rhea. Alexa. And Rhea. So, and Rhea. Because well, Alexa, they always give Alexa something to do. Even like yeah, even when she couldn't, but you do notice like they have slowly but surely started having her wrestle less and less and less. Yeah, because she, she was had, getting. Go ahead. She's getting almost. Oh, well, she got concussed all the time. I mean, so I was, down, I was about to say she's getting concussed more and more and more. She's becoming 
Um, she's becoming kind of like, you know, I hate to say it, Samoa Joe. Like, I love Samoa Joe, but it's just like literally every time he comes back, he has a match and then he's hurt. And I'm just like, man, I, it, it's always legitimate injuries. And a lot of times it's different things. Sure. But it's just like, man, but you I'll, just can't I'll... catch a break. Also, Samoa Joe like literally chose to fight God and Hades and like all the like he used tried to kill himself when he was younger. All the damn fights yeah. he was in, like legit. Have you seen the Necro Butcher match? Like, no, I'm no. Su- I'm not surprised the man don't the man gets concussed when he sneezes, given what he um, was doing in the early 2000s. Because he was like, he was gonna die against Cross those last five minutes. Yeah, it did not look good against who? Creator wrestler uh, number six. Yeah, but um. But but those last five minutes, he looked. I mean, he looked like he was going like like he was going to die. Yeah, I didn't like them putting him in that position because he wasn't prepared physically. Oh, but yeah, but um, but overall, well, with, with the exception of the women's match thing, it was an excellent show and it was it was an excellent night. And they had some more dark matches afterwards. Um, well, Drew McIntyre came out there and he uh, wrestled Happy Corbin. Sorry, not not Baron Corbin anymore. And then after they yeah. were done, after you they were done, Baron Corbin credit. You really oh, do. Yes, yes. Like I, I, I know a lot of people can't stand him because like his style of wrestling is not exciting on purpose. Um, but like I gotta give the man credit. He constantly reinvents himself. With some new bullshit. Yeah, Corbin. Um, no, he's one. He's one of my favorites, man. Uh, but um, but uh, after and then after that, um, it was the um, the Mysterios and John Cena against the Bloodline. That was like the main event. And I'm I for one, you know, I'm looking forward to Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Guerrero. Hey, it's um, be a I, badass I'm match. With it. I'm with it. <laughs> Yeah, Dominic Guerrero has—he's grown on me. He has grown <laughs> on me. Which I, I mean, I think he would. I love his daddy coming out in the lowrider, like you know. I can, can I say <laughs> something? Can I say something real quick? I want to—I want to give my brother Kyle credit because in the span of a year, he has year and a half. He has gone from hating Drew McIntyre so much that we couldn't even talk about the guy to giving him credit for good things, and now. The man hated Dominic Dominic Guerrero so much he wanted to fight the kid on site, and now he's giving him. I'm I'm so proud of you. Dominic has grown on me. He's he's improved in the ring. He's figuring out like he's already got more charisma than his daddy. Like, you know what it is? It's the Wu Tang shirt, isn't it? It's the Wu Tang Mysterio shirt. I mean, shirt. I gotta I I gotta I gotta be honest. The Wu Tang shirt didn't hurt. It it never hurts to yeah. honor the Wu Tang, because Wu Tang is for the children. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Wu Tang for the kids. <laughs> but um, so that was Friday night. So then, so I took the train back Saturday morning, and took a nap for a little while. Got up, jumped on the metro, went into DC for the Super Show, and so that was it was. A, a lot of the same folks, but the uh, main event was Bloodline against Finn Balor and the Street Profits. That was really good. And Becky and Bianca actually had a match because 
And it's because they got to get ready for the pay-per-view because Becky's hardly wrestled anybody. I saw all. the finish of that, so, but the finish was fire. I love the finish of that match. I saw the finish. Yeah. Of it. I, I saw it very and Actually, much. I mean, Becky, is her ring style is actually better suited to be heel. Mm-hmm. Well, the character was always supposed yeah, to so, be. I mean, the way the character was built was always supposed to be a heel. There. It's just that, yeah, we still got you. Um, no, Becky was always supposed to be okay. a heel. It's just that the fans ended up falling in love with her so fucking much that they like forced it into her being a face. But the whole point of the character was that she was bitter and jaded because like she kept getting passed over and she felt it was like fuck the fans and yep. all that other shit. So like it was supposed to be a heel. Yeah. So that was a, and that was a good match and there's a bunch of other stuff there too. So now uh, um was it Nakamura and Boogs were against Apollo and Commander Aziz? I fucking and hate then... Boogs so much. You hate Boogs? Oh, oh I fucking can't oh, stand oh. All he's doing oh. is play that goddamn guitar. And it annoys oh. the shit out of me. Oh, come on. I'm man. giving you the stare of death. I, I know. I see that stare. I see it. I seen it with my eyes. Oh. We well, can't all like the same things. That's fair. That's fair. True. True. And um, let's see who else was there that night. Um, Damian Priest and Sheamus. And I love watching them because they just beat the hell out of each other. And, um, Man, and I, swear, they, I never saw, or I never would have thought, and I'm glad I, I never saw it coming, but I never would have thought six years ago, sitting in the Ring of Honor show in Atlanta watching Punishment Martinez. I <laughs> never would have fucking thought nope. here we would be. He's a, like a hot shit star on Monday Night Raw doing angles with Bad Bunny and all this other shit. And I'm just like, good for you. Oh, look, because look, I'm, yeah, I remember Punishment Martinez and Ring of Honor and same thing. Because when they signed him, I was like, what did they do that for? And it was never anything about him in the ring. It wasn't that. Like, he's always been good in the ring. It was just, like, the way that Ring of Honor's creative was at the time, it was just like, are y'all doing anything with this dude? Or is he just this, like, weird tall guy that's, like, decent in the ring? And then he went to WWE, and Triple H let him have a character, and then Vince got a hold of him and was just like, oh, you tall and speak the Spanish? I... Yeah, and um, so then that was that. Oh, then uh, Drew and Gender had a Washington D.C. street fight, <laughs> which you know they brought out all the usual weapons for that, and it was actually a pretty good match. And then uh, Charlotte and Alexa had a match for the Raw Women's Title, and that ended like a double countout. And they there's a couple of things that they did there that. It kind of looks well. It looks like they're working on some stuff for the pay per view match, and because at one point, like Charlotte went to do the sister Abigail and Alexa, and she reversed it into like a DDT. So don't be surprised if you see that happen. Mm. Okay. And that was, I think that was everything for that. And that so that was, I mean, that was another good show. So for me, it was two nights in a row, and. 
So, and that, and that was my first time being on out of the house for anything really since all this stuff started, man. So, I, I had an excellent time both nights. That's what's up, man. Go ahead. Um, no, no, no. You got you chime in with your final thought. Uh, well, I was gonna. I was. I'm trying to do some journalism here. Well, I uh, was gonna say that we couldn't really journalism out of his topic, so I was gonna thank Rob for sharing that experience and say after we come back from paying these bills, we're gonna give out some flowers. Okay, that's fine. I had a journalism too, but we can do that. That's fine. Yeah. Speaking of journalism, go to prorescentees.com slash the chair shot and go buy the hashtag journalism shirt. <clears throat> we got one. It belonged to us. Give us money. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. So, you know, we here at the Outsider's Edge believe that it is always a good time to take a moment and hand out those flowers to the people who entertain us and who good things happen to and good things belong to. And we would be remiss if we didn't take a moment to just give all kinds of flowers to our new WWE World Heavyweight. Champion! Big E got that title, y'all, and it's a new yes. day. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yes. Oh, it's so beautiful. Mm. Mm. Like, inject the New Day celebrating one of their own winning a WWE championship into my veins all the time. I am yeah. always oh, here for them hyping each other up. <laughs> it is so wonderful. It is. It really is. And that they really are friends. It, you know, it's not, they're not perpetrating. And, and they just go, I mean, they go all the way to 100 with it every time. And it's, it's, and it's, look, it's, as a black man, it is refreshing to see brothers on TV mm-hmm. be friends like that. Cause, I mean, in real life, we have friends like that. But you you don't see it portrayed on television. Not like that. It, isn't that one of the biggest uh, complaint may not be the word, but criticisms of the way WWE has treated black people? Not that they haven't won or lost or whatnot, <coughs> but that we we're, we're never portrayed as just normal black people. It's always got to be some type of stereotype, right? You got to be a thug, or you got to be an athlete, or you got to be a rapper, or you got to be this or that. I mean, the New Day is just three college-educated best friends who goofy as fuck and just happen to be able to be good at wrestling. Giant nerds. Giant nerds. That was those guys. Those three guys. That was me and my friends for four years at college. Mm -hmm. Almost every night, playing video games, you know, just ragging on each other and making you know ragging on other people. And just having a good time. And then when it was time to go to class, we went to class. So just like I, when it's time for them to get in the ring, you know, they're dead serious. And so for me, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, it has just been this entire run that they've had for all these years. It's just been I mean, one of the best things ever. And honestly, it's one of those things that really made me so happy that I got back into being a wrestling fan. Because if had I not done that, I would have missed this entirely. And this has just been just seeing these dudes interact with each other every week. It's just, I mean, it's just one of the best things out there. And, you know, seeing them celebrate each other. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's always just wonderful to see this. And I'm so happy for E. 
it was also really nice to see <clears throat> all of the people within the wrestling sphere that wanted to take the time to shout E out. Like, that's always... It's always nice to see it happen, but it also is a testament to, like, how respected E is within, like, yeah. the broader business. Um, I also loved his interaction with Powerhouse Hobbs this week. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you you know why all that surprised me? And it shouldn't surprise me because E, everybody loves E, right? E is a gem of a human being. But it surprises me because he didn't do the indies. He didn't come from a background where he know all these dudes because they ran in the same circles or they wrestled in the same indies. But he's but, such a beloved figure that he cares enough about the business to go out and find these people and make these relationships. It's well, so dope. And, well, and he didn't do the indies, but like... Lest we forget, you know, and he reminds us all the time. Um, in fact, he brought it up this week after he won the title. You know, he was best friends with Brody Lee. Like he got oh, yeah. co-signed. He, he got co-signed <clears throat> by Brody. Like he was like there best friends, best friends. Yeah. Like when you get a co-sign from somebody like that who was that respected within the industry, like you know, everybody knows it. And a lot of the people that they've released were in locker rooms with him. You know, the FTR was in the locker room with him. They, Good point. they wrestled him all the fucking time. New Good Day point. versus Revival was like a constant thing. So like, you know, he he himself was not on that scene, but like he is well connected to it at this point because he's been in wrestling for, you know, 10, 11 years now. Like, lest we forget, he broke into the main roster as part of Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee's, like, entourage. Yeah. Yeah. That's how long he'd been in this game. Yeah. And he was NXT before that. So, like, that's how long he'd been in this game. He He was in NXT during the Dark Ages. He beat Seth, Seth Rollins was the first NXT champ, and he beat Seth Rollins for that championship. When Seth was still a member of the Shield, mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah. first Shield, yeah, yeah, he uh, he was uh, he was in NXT when it was FCW during the Dark Ages, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, the other thing is, but you know, as we know, like, look, a lot of the you know the black wrestlers all keep up with each other. You see it all the time on Twitter and all the time. Whether oh yeah, yeah, and this and that's across companies. They all talk to each other because. Well, well, you know, Ray, you know how it is, man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're we're a group within, yeah, so inside the community. You know, whatever. Has to uplift the community. Yep, and so they all you you, know, you see them all the time talking to each other. I mean, I love it when like uh, Shane Taylor and them boys, you know, are talking with them because I, mean, I, I love what they're doing over at Ring of Honor. Oh yeah, the Shane Taylor promotion. Yeah, Shane yeah, Taylor's man. Coming. Yeah, and uh, yo, if they get Trish, if they get if Trish joined the promotion, I might gotta start watching Sinclair. I mean, you know, they've also got Jonathan Gresham still, so like that's always yeah. you know any co- any company that's got Jonathan Gresham, like yeah, I well, I fuck you Sinclair, but I I, I, I want to take a second just shout out to Righteous Rage who does the Black uh, Five Hundred. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Also, no, also, I was going to say real quick, shout out, because we had brought it up on our last episode. Shout out to Lee Moriarty is officially full-time. Shout out to Lee. Lee. So all of this is so beautiful to see as a black man. And those of you who don't know, Rob and I are black. 
Kyle's Hispanic, so he still understands. But it, you know, to for such a marginalized community to be finally showcased in so many different ways, and not showcased because we're black, but showcased because we're good. It just happened to be yeah. black. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. And I think Big E being ascended to the championship is the culmination of what's been so hard to uh, work for, if you will, because this is the first time in history that a black champion has lost to another black champion in WWE. Yeah. And let's, let's give Bobby his, his props, man, because he had a hell of a time. Oh, yes. Yes. He was fantastic. His title... His title reign almost single-handedly redeemed people's opinion of his second stint in WWE. Like, oh, it, it did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easily. Like, people who were ready to just write him the fuck off, we were all just like, nah, nah, fuck all and, this. And can we give some love to the Godfather? MVP has saved a lot of careers in these past yes. years. Yes. Well, MVP, not only that, but, like, shout out to MVP. MVP saved Bobby Lashley's career twice. Yeah, that's right. In fact, good point. Yeah, like yeah, MVP, good came, point. MVP came in two times and was just like, "Oh, oh, y'all fucking up with Bobby." I, I, I got you. I got you. Don't worry. MVP, about it. I got you. MVP. MVP so dope. He got Kenny King out there saying, "Vince, come get me, bro. Get me out this contract, and I'm there." <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Give Kenny me King hold the tag titles right now. He like, nah, fuck that. I'll, I'll, I'll be in New York tomorrow. Yeah, no, but I'm like, I'm just serious though, like for real, for real. It like, lest we forget, no disrespect to Leo Rush, and you know, happy retirement to him. But like, it wasn't that long ago that we were in the days of Lashley, 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 and showing his booty to everybody and stuff. Oh. Yeah, and, and the Lashley nice. sisters. Ooh, worst segment in history. Yeah, yes. that was. Um, that was. Uh, let's let's put let's do some final thoughts on Biggie real quick, and then I want to give some more flowers to uh uh I want to talk a little NXT for a second. So final thoughts on Biggie. My final thoughts on Biggie are I am so fucking happy for him. Um, things are going like coming up aces, and I just love it, and I am like hopeful that he does not lose to fucking Goldberg. Big meaty man slapping meat. That's his. That is his dream match. That is his dream match. I just yeah. hope he wins it. Go ahead, Rob. Well, Final thoughts on E. Just so happy for the man, and um, just a testament to him and Kofi and Woods, and the fact that you know all the stuff that they fought for over the last what's six years, seven years. Because mm-hmm. look, you know. As a black man, it's real easy. It's easy to get real frustrated with your career. It's real easy to just say, you know what? What I have gotten, you know, I can live with it. And because I'm just tired of fighting to get more. It's real easy to do that. Yep. And they kept fighting. You know, and... That that's just a testament, you know. Um, Cause everybody ain't built for that, man. You know, um, so they, I mean, you know, they they never stop fighting to get the things that they thought they were capable of doing. Yeah. And if you don't take anything else from their careers, take that. Take that. You know, they saw what they were capable of doing. 
and they didn't let anybody stop them. They didn't, you know, and they didn't, they didn't let anybody convince them that, hey, you know what, you, you got it pretty good. Just don't stress yourself out anymore, right? They to kept fighting, end, and they got it. To that end, I, I would just like to say, you know, I've said this before. Xavier Woods is one of my fucking heroes. Like, legitimately. Everything he says he's going to do, he fucking does it. Everything. Everything he says he's going to do, he fucking does it. Which is why if they bring back King of the Ring, his ass better win the fucking King of the Ring. I am here for King Woods. Manifest that shit. Speaking it into existence. And uh, let me finish off by saying this, because all, all both of y'all have said beautifully how much we appreciate E and how happy we are for him, because my God, we're so happy for him. But I also want to say two quick things. To your end, you, uh, Rob, you mentioned something that's very important to note, how hard those three guys worked. I'd like to let I'd like to use them as an example to show people that it's possible to be yourself and to fight for yourself and to get where you want to go in this business. You do not have to acquiesce or do not have to lose yourself. So many people come out after they leave WWE and they say, well, I didn't have a shot. These boys out here, they put their lives, their careers on the line and said, trust us. And they earn so much trust that they yeah. can say and do whatever they want because they earn that trust. That's number one. And number two, I want to say for those of you who weren't already Raw fans, for those of you who lamented watching Raw every Monday or watched it because you hate watched or because it's habit or, you know, whatever, there's finally a reason to be excited about Mondays again. And I'm so hyped for that because every other night of the week, there's something to, excite, something to be excited about in wrestling. And now people can be excited about the flagship again. I'm hyped for that. I kind of want them. I kind of want them to put the Hurt Business back together and have the Hurt. So does E. Go after so does E. So does E. Yeah, they've they've been pushing for it. So yeah. And so speaking of great shows to watch during the week, we finally got to see NXT 2.0 and a wrestling wedding with a happy ending. Right? How rare does that happen? Yes. Great. From the from the moment the show. Started. They were like, nah, son, this is different. Shout out to Brom Breaker, yeah. aka Rex Steiner, aka little baby dog face gremlin. I wish they would have just let him keep the name Rex Steiner. I get it, but like, still. It don't bother me because I've I've had to watch Randy Orton, The Rock, and, well, not even The Rock, Randy Orton and Charlotte Flair have to work three times as hard to get half the credit. And so, like, I understand. Uh, you know, I see that, but can I also counter with, I think, to a lot of fans under a certain age, Rick Steiner does not mean the same thing. Well, that's it. That's 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 a big part of it, too. Yes. The like, Steiner name does not, ca- does not carry I heavy. I just in barely remember the dog face gremlin. Yeah. And like, I, I don't I don't have memories at all of the Steiner brothers as a tag team because that was before I was even into wrestling. Oh, oh. see, I remember them. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Getting Steinerized and the Steiner line and the Steiner and the don't 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 call it the Hurricane Run. It's the Frankensteiner. Before yeah. Scott before Scott started doing steroids. Before oh, Scott yeah. No 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 he had always he was always doing the motherfuckers. He just he went 
two a.m. on them bitches. He yeah. always had the arms. Go back and watch 1993. Back when he, had, he had them hoes. Back, back when his neck was only the thickness of one tree trunk instead of yeah, two yeah. tree trunks. <laughs> so yeah, because yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, because I mean, well, it's funny because I mean, he was regular when they first got together. That was around like 1989. He was about he was regular size then. That was before like, I was born, for the record. Oh, oh wow. damn. <laughs> to be I fair, was born Rob, in I was 1990. Born in, so. And I was born in 88, to be fair. So, I mean, well, well, damn. <laughs> 1990? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm in my 30s, Rob. So, like, imagine how, imagine how young my students are. Okay, so. Well, 1974 over here. <laughs> Ooh. Anyhow, but um, like it was around like about maybe 91, maybe. That dude, uh, that dude started going through some changes. <laughs> yes, sir. He, he went know. from the size of a normal human being to the size of two normal human beings. Yeah. But to me, it, I mean, it's cool to see him, and they're definitely well. They're going big with him off jump, just from what was on the show. So, right. So let me. We'll talk about. It. I want to run through some of the new changes in NXT besides the new arena. But Braun Breaker debuts, beats LA Knight. We have uh, uh, Joe Gacy and Brooks Jensen, I believe, uh, who are and damn, who's he's somebody's son? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Fuck him. Uh, they they their new tag team apparently they debuted. B Fab from Hit Row made her debut. Yeah. Finally. Um, that's a bad Kyler, bitch right there. Kyler Riley got taken out of the Fatal Four Way by uh, Rich Holland and by um, uh, Pete Dunne and was replaced by Fatal Four Way. Go ahead. And, and was replaced by Cal Bloom, now known as Val as Von Wagner. If you don't know who Cal Bloom is. Most people don't know who Cal Bloom is anyway, so you're probably right. But he's in the Fatal 4-Way match and did fairly well. And we, speaking of the fi- Fatal 4-Way match, we saw the reu- the other happy reunion of Tommaso Ciampa and Goldie. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I'm thrown off now. Yes, Goldie and Tommaso What else happened? Uh, diamond to- Mine. Uh yes, Emily Anzulis, aka Ivy Now, debut yeah. in the Diamond Mine, and Kushida's back. We getting Roddy and Kushida next week. Um, Mandy Rose is now brunette. Toxic Attraction is a group. That was a lot of new things. Carmelo Hayes debuted the big homie Trick Williams, and apparently they fuck with Master P because they bought it about it. But everything <laughs> was different about the show from the pacing, from the colors, from the backstage. From the match styles and the times, everything was different. Fatal Four Way still hit, right? You know, yeah. the tag team match was turned into a, a six woman tag between Toxic Attraction and um, uh, Casey and uh, Saray and Caden was still yeah. a fun match uh, all together. And then yes, we have the best wedding in the history of WWE. It oh was. God, it was so good! Like such a perfect show. I to, knew I was uh, in for it. I knew I was in for the wedding as a segment when Dexter opened the fucking coat pocket and oh, yeah, had the yeah. goddamn hatchet in there and everybody's hands slowly creeped down. I'm just like, yes, <laughs> you give me more of this camp-ass shit. 
everybody yeah. can get this. In fact, everybody can get this work so much. Hey, the priest had to get this work because yeah. he was talking too much. He got that work, and then Beth jumped in. And oh, then man. you want to talk about you want to talk about you can get a gimmick over, and you want to talk about a great pop. And this is one of the times when being in the CWC really does work to their advantage. Dexter Loomis said two words for the first time in like what months? No, no, no. years. That man has been playing that game for years. And the crowd went banana fucking pancakes. And the and, and credit to the rest of the people in the ring, they sold the shit out of it. It was so great. Yeah, <laughs> dog. The, the the audible gasps and holding of the pearls when he said, "I," yeah. you uh, heard the you heard. 500 people say, oh. <laughs> and I mean, and I know he's a piece of shit, but like, man, props to Austin Theory for like oh, when he was yeah. standing and doing the hands. I was like, Austin oh my was, god, Austin was perfect last night. Oh, we're, yeah. we're the, Austin, you have the rings. We're in a ring. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to them giving my boy Ikemenjiro something to do as the shady jacket dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even Andre Chase got something to do, right? Yeah. You stuck in our house while we were sleeping? (laughs) Oh, man, it was... Man, it was good, man. And, um... Because I was waiting for just disaster to strike. As as a seasoned wrestling fan, we have been conditioned to expect the wedding will end in tragedy. Yes, Eric, Eric Bischoff's gonna rip off his face, or a snake. So Triple H is gonna come on the jumbotron and reveal that he went to the drive-through chapel. Kane's yeah. gonna destroy a ring. It's just, just what Something. happens. Yes. So I mean, th- th- they played it straight. It was just perfect, and I mean, that whole thing was just was just just excellent, man. And and let me say this. People who get mad about them having TV writers on the wrestling show. This is why you have TV writers on the wrestling show. Okay. For stuff like this. Because the boys could not have written that. All right. I mean, just all, all the callbacks and attention to detail and all that stuff. That's why you have TV writers on the wrestling show. Agree. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If they if they do their job right, they 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 make the show feel different. I also and would this like felt to, different. I'd also like to give them credit for like committing to a weird angle that unexpectedly got really over with yeah. with the audience and just running with it. And hold like, on, oh yeah. Go no, go ahead. I'm sorry, well, but I, I want to because a lot of times. That. You know, especially WWE, a lot of times we don't give them credit for, like, going with the crowd reaction or going with what's hot or allowing something to kind of fester. They took this thing that was kind of like a weird innuendo insinuated thing, and it was like slow burn, slow fester, and the crowd just got really behind it as, like, this is simultaneously the most demented and fucked up thing on the entire show and also the most wholesome and adorable thing on the entire show. And it's this weird dichotomy that we're all just here for. And they just let it happen. 
and that was really great. And I want to give him props for that. Yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you say that because just real quick, WWE gets a lot of flack, as you say, for not going with the moment. But they also get flack when they do go with the moment because then some people will say, "Oh, well, you're making it corporate now. It's not as fun." Meanwhile, we got the Suzuki incident becoming an actual thing that has two weeks worth of build to a match and a story. And everybody's like, I can't believe they made it. That's so fantastic. Like, when things are good, just say they're good. When things are bad, just say they're bad. And this Indy Hartwell, Dexter Loomis story that came off of, just like you said, the most asinine, simple reaction between one person to another blew up and became one of the best storylines in professional wrestling. Let's just call the spade a spade. When something is good, something's good, and give them credit for it. WWE, NXT, whoever you wanted, Triple H, Ryan Ward, Bruce Pritchard, Vince, whoever, whoever did it, give them the credit because it was fantastic. Yes, absolutely. And, and oh, Johnny Gargano was so great with this, too. Yeah, and... Johnny really, he really committed to this. And this is one of the rare examples of Johnny has achieved a certain level of status within NXT that like we don't often see used to like properly elevate everything around him. And I think that like Johnny really used the way to get literally everything that came into its orbit over. And that's impressive. How many times do you see a stable and when the stable breaks up, because they're friends, they're effectively done, right? Austin's yeah. oh, gone yeah. main that's roster. Like the finale of Indy's gone. Is pregnant. Yeah. But yeah. how often do you see a, a stable and when it when it's over and not broke up because they're still family quote unquote yeah, but broke still up the family and, and everybody's more over than before that's amazing and yeah. like and it, Johnny went from being hopelessly stale running in circles why are we doing this like either move him to the main roster or figure something the fuck out because like damn um, yeah. to like this totally reinvigorated Johnny. It gave him some really new things. Obviously, you know, he was excited to be working with his wife. But, like, mm-hmm. just everything about it made him seem fresher than he felt before it started. It did. And honestly, because I was at that point with him where I was like, look, this dude neither need to either move up or move out. <laughs> I mean, yes, Exactly. He had reached that point. It was repetitive booking, and it was like he was always occupying the spot either in the championship feud or right outside of it, having the same, like, feuds and matches over and over and over again, and you have to, like, bring a Glock and a tire iron and a crowbar and (laughs) some holy water and some sage and a spell book and the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wouldn't st- yeah everything is crazy like and he's still kicking out of two damn it yeah and and honestly just on the side note that's you know I, I honestly that's why I personally I didn't feel really that bad about Adam Cole leaving because I've kind of gotten that way with him and it was like like dude either you know either either move up or move out I mean you know that's I mean, that's where I've gotten with him too so but Johnny found something else to do. And, you know, and he just totally changed his whole career around. Any other thoughts on the reboot? 
anything you didn't like? Um, I mean, it was just like they they just like they fired a lot of shots over those two hours. I mean, they just yeah. They they and so I mean and so it was a lot to take in. Um, I mean, I love the Creed Brothers, and yeah, and I, I love Diamond Mine. I love what they're doing, and this thing, the thing with Carmelo and Trick Williams, kind of curious as, as to where they're going with it, and like you know. Trick needs to take a little drink, a little decaf next time. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little hype. He was yeah. that's his first time on TV, though. He was, he oh, was yeah, a little hype. But, you know, but um, it, no, it was cool, though. I'm just, you know, and um, so I'm just curious to see where that's going. And I was I was surprised that Chompa won initially. But, you know, I mean, a lot of people made a good point that he is a good person to have holding the title right now. Good figurehead, yeah. He's a, yeah. He's a good top guy for this reboot if Joe can't be the guy, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and much so, like Joe, he's a good he's good in the sense that like his character works in either alignment and you can work the feuds around that. And he loves the fucking brand. So like he'll do whatever it takes to yeah. put on for the brand. He'll do the he'll do the, the, <clears throat> the media. He'll do the tour. He'll do the this. So Yeah. I, my only final thought is, yeah, I feel like I need to let it marinate more before I, like, formulate an opinion. Um, I think it's interesting to see what is essentially the third brand getting a new era. Um, You're used to seeing them, like, redefine eras and shit within the main canon. You're not used to seeing them do it with their, like, developmental and shit so like it's interesting to see them like turn this into a 2.0 and like fully embrace that so like that's interesting and uh we'll see how that goes yeah and now looks and it's gonna be sink or swim i mean some people are going to flourish and they're going to turn into the next generation of wwe superstars and you know some folks aren't and you know we're going to see all that happen in real time yeah, but that's what NXT was originally for. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I know, I believe you are, but I know me and Kyle were we watched original NXT when they revamped and FCW turned NXT and had the show on Hulu weekly. That's this is what it was. This is exactly what it was. I remember my when only, the show had the formula. You remember yeah, man. Formula? My only negative of the show, and yes, of course, the uh, too many matches. I think they do too much at, at once. But my only negative of the show. Was B Fab is terrible, and I'm so disappointed because mm. she's in too big of a spot to be that bad. Because you know what I'm saying you didn't they didn't gave they didn't gave Legato a whole woman, and Electra is all woman and she can go, and yeah. like y'all them y'all them did all this to book this major four person well, on four person feud, and you can't even do damn neck breaker correctly. I like I know what? you knew, but like come on now. But I, I th- and I think it's made worse. But though you're right by the fact that like she green as fuck, and the person that they got opposite her is not. That's that's gonna be a major problem. Yes, I like, feel bad. For, I feel bad for for Katrina because like if you've ever seen that girl really wrestle, she not green. She's no. done this. Yes. And that's, 
yeah. but that's a difference between them. And it's just like, okay, so you got one performer who is brand fucking new, like can't do shit yet. And then you've got another performer who is a veteran and knows what they're doing, even if they're a younger veteran. And it's just like, this is, this is going to be real sloppy. Yeah. So, cause I, I described her as a, she's a punch and kick girl right now. <laughs> That's all it was, dog. Did you see the uh, kicks where she was bringing her leg back and kick? Like, what the fuck is they doing? Let's not oh. make the kick any harder. But, you know, but I, just, I just maintain I think, that, like, you know, regardless of your move set, like, I can deal with a shitty move set, but, like, man, can we learn to sell first? Can we learn that first? Can we make that our, like, earliest lesson? You know, having a flashy finisher is fun, and having a great, like, physique or a great look is awesome, and having some cool moves is great, but, like, if every offensive move your opponent gives looks like shit because you don't know how to sell it properly, it's going to make both of you look like trash and it's going to take us all out of the match. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, so I want to take one more break. When we get out of here, we're going to talk a little, kind of give a little bit of a preview for um, AW Grand Slam, a.k.a. AEW pay-per-view on Wednesday and Friday. <laughs> and, and Meltzer fucked up. And uh, Rob yeah. had uh, a bit of a response to Meltzer uh, in yeah. video form. So we'll get yeah. to that. We're gonna be, we'll be right back. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thanks for listening to those ads, y'all. And now that you're back, you know, I really do have an honest question for everybody. Like, so why? The fuck are you still spending your hard-earned money on Uncle Dave's shit rag? Why are you doing that? Why are you hurting know. yourself? Like, Uncle Dave's shit rag costs more than two months of the Peacock Network's terrible out- outlet. I know, like, you know, <laughs> it's awful and, and it's terrible to use, but it's half the price. Uncle Dave's shit rag is more expensive than Netflix, Hulu, um, Amazon Prime. Damn everything. Plus. Damn it, lunch. God damn it. You get lunch and dinner for cheaper than fucking. In fact, in fact the only streaming service that isn't more or that isn't cheaper than Uncle Dave's shit rag is HBO Max. And I'm sorry, but like HBO Max is worth more than Uncle Dave's shit rag. So like Yes. 
Man, the 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 worst, the cheapest damn shit is is worth. Man, fuck this dude. And look, I don't even uh, like to give this motherfucking time. We normally don't. We don't. But he he made a fuck up very very big, and that I don't say a fuck up. He did what he does. So yeah. that was very big and a major thing that people really still believe to this moment. And I know Rob did a video about it. I I I, I liked it and and retweeted it, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, let's not give this motherfucker too much time. Real okay. quick, yeah. yeah. Fuck fuck this dude and yeah yeah and yeah. Go ahead. All right. So first, all right. There's the Adam Cole thing where he put it out there that the creative pitch was given to Adam Cole was that he would be a manager for Keith Lee. And of course, everybody was like, see, that's what they were, they were going to ruin him. Um, now, because let's say that was true. Even If that was true, he wasn't going to be out there like Jimmy Hart. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but that's what people, that's how people took it. Like he was going to be out there like Jimmy Hart or Jim Cornette or something with Keith Lee. Right. But it turns out that, wow, somebody actually asked Adam Cole about it. And he said, well, no, <laughs> then they didn't. They didn't tell me that. So Dave did wrong again. And this is just a couple of weeks after he said that. Creative doesn't have anything for Oscar. She's been coming to the building and going home. And that turned out to be bullshit. Because she had, she had dental surgery. Because remember, Shayna Baszler knocked one of her teeth out. And then, one, and she had an arm injury. She's like, yep. her arm is in a sling. Yep. And I just, now just, I want people to stop and think for a minute. When he's saying she was coming to the building. Remember, they're not in Florida at the Thunderdome anymore. So it wasn't like she was taking like a 20-minute drive or something and hanging out for a little bit and going home. All right. Going to the building implied that she was... Flying out from, I think she lives like in Las Vegas or something, right? Or somewhere out west. Lives. Well, because she, she's like, a lot of her little videos and stuff are out there. So I think she mm-hmm. lives out there or whatever. But anyway, but it's implying, it was implying basically that she was flying out from wherever home is to the arena in all these different cities, hanging around for a few hours, and then, oh, got nothing for you. And then flying back home. All right. That's what that implied. And it turns out that wasn't true. And that's just the two most recent ones, right? I mean, there there have been other stories this year about, you know, in, in years past. Of course, there's all the Roman stuff from a few years ago, right? And then, so, I mean, it's just bad enough. And then, oh, but then today was, was like the, the he, he, he clinched it today because he referred to uh, Trick Williams. He referred to him as like, oh, they're they're trying to have him be like a jive talking kind of dude. What? Dave Stay is making questionable racial comments, and I'm just like, how many questionable racial comments do you make before people just call it what it is? (laughs) Wait, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, um, because you know that guy was a. It's either a, I mean, either a Blu-ray or Meltzer says what has the has the audio right and. And it's just like, what? Like, let me like, let I, me tell I, you something, sucker. Okay, fool. I'ma come here, play boy. <laughs> what? What are we? What is, 
oh, a jive talking kind of dude, like like you know, like an airplane or an airplane with the the lady was like, I speak jive, and she started talking. <laughs> 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 oh, oh wait, when Sean did it with with Crime Time. Oh man. Yo 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 yo. I mean, so I just yeah, I made a video. It's about seven minutes long. And so I, you know, and just it's time to get him out of here. And the worst part about it is like the the, the more legitimate journalists, wrestling journalists out there, still piggyback off of him. Like, why why are y'all doing that? Y'all don't need to print not a thing that that man says. And not a like, word. And, like, honestly, for real, for real, like, just subscribe to Fightful's Patreon account. Like, they're breaking all the news anyway. I mean, if you're they're that breaking all for, the news anyway. If and you're you that can get their for shit news. for five bucks. <clears throat> yeah. And honestly, I, well, look, I'm of the mind that I'm not paying for wrestling news. Just, just, I'm of the mind that what, whatever I need to find out, I can just watch the show. All right. I, you know, I mean, that's me anyway. I don't need to know who's showing up that night until I, you know, I don't, I don't need to know that ahead of time. All right. I'm perfectly happy seeing, just watching the show and finding things out then. But, you know, I always throw in my little tagline is if you insist on, Throwing away twelve dollars, just send it to me, and I can go buy comic books. Yeah, we could do better, much better with that money than that shit. I mean, yeah. Oh man, fuck that dude. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. He, he'll, he'll never get something else wrong. You know. And he, and, and and the other thing that I hate about him, you know, and then this is the last thing, you can literally change the date and the year, and and just change the wrestlers' names. He literally says the exact same thing about Vince McMahon and the WWE. Okay, you can find stuff from 1984 and 1990 and 1998 and 2002 and 2010 and 2020. And it's literally the same stuff. The same yeah. And it's always wrong. Yeah. That's all. I mean, look, there's proof of that. So, fuck that dude. Uh, but if I have to be journalistic, he's going to be watching a major show next Wednesday. Well, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Was, was that journalism enough for you to oh, kind of pick, I mean, pick up the phone? it was good enough for me. So, <laughs> Wednesday, y'all, will be part one of what they are billing as AEW Grand Slam. You've got AEW Dynamite Grand Slam, and then you've got AEW Rampage Grand Slam 2. Um, so they're kind of building this as a huge card. And, I mean, it's huge in the sense that the card is coming to us live from Arthur Ashe Stadium. Um, that's Beautiful the, stadium. Yes, and hence the term Grand <laughs> Slam because it's the tennis stadium. Um, and so we've got the card pulled up, and they've got, like, they are pulling out all the stops. For this card. So I'm going to start with the Dynamite card. Um, in no particular order. We've got FTR versus Darby Allen and Sting. Fuck Darby Allen. Um, we've got Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus Suzuki Goon. Uh, Lance Archer and the great Minoru Suzuki, who we want no smoke with. 
We've got MJF versus Flying Brian Jr., who desperately needs a stylist because, damn, them outfits are sad. The most fucking text me that earlier. He texted me earlier, like, what is wrong with the way he dresses? Ooh. Ooh, Brian. Brian, get you a gay friend, honey. Like, have Sonny help you pick out some outfits. Darnell. Yeah. He does like, this his job. Get Darnell to dress you at a fresh fit. Um, then we've got Rance's favorite wrestler, Garrett, versus Malachi Black. <laughs> oh, the kick his face off. Gonna I mean, kick his face off. Did you see Rosario off. Dawson defending fucking Garrett on Wednesday? I, look, she gets a pass because she got a check to defend that piece of shit. So I ain't mad because she got a check. <laughs> right? And and she I'll was give actually obligated because of the TV show they on together because she getting a check. And I will give the company props for good use of celebrity there. Good use of celebrity. And she I gave, gave, I gave, she I gave, gave her, per, ahead, I gave her props for like getting physically involved. But she came. She had the little interaction. She jumps Alistair or um, Malachi and he brushes her off. She rolls out and she's done. And can I give the world props for her being fine as fuck? Good. She's real hot. God. Yes. Yes. Um, speaking of real hot, the next match involves <laughs> Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defending her AEW Women's World Championship against Ruby Soho in Carl's favorite match of the night. Um, <laughs> this, this is very true. And then the main event of that match on free television in his AEW debut, we have. Ryan Danielson, the American Dragon himself, versus Kenny Omega. Ain't no way they can let that end, right? They they can't end the shit. Oh, that's got to dust. Them. That's got to dust. God, they gotta get out of this, right? There's no way that they let Brian beat the champion in his first match, or they let Kenny beat the new guy in his first. They there's no way. They also are billing a CM Punk interview, which I mean, whatever, take it or leave it. Don't really care. Um, well, I mean, remember, Sting talks. Sting talks to Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Sting walks out to the <laughs> ring to talk to Tony Schiavone. Sting walk, talks to Tony Schiavone about what they did last week. Sting, Sting talks to Tony Schiavone about talking to Tony Schiavone. This is what they do. That is true. That is true. Um, that's a stacked-ass card. Which uh, which of any of the things stood out to you, other than the main event, which of any of the things stood out to you? What are your initial thoughts on that? I'll start with Rob, and then I'll go to you, Rince. Okay, so, all right. Because, um, like, you know, I'm, I, I, I st- still am, have not come around on the root beer company. But <laughs> this, but I will, I will admit that this, you know, that what they're doing here looks really good. Um... FTR, Sting, and Darby Allen. Um, you know, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> um, and um, Mox and Eddie Kingston against Suzuki Goon. Look, look hey, we love Suzuki Goon here. <laughs> I mean, uh, that'll be interesting. And. I guess to me the biggest I mean the, the biggest one to me and all the now the, the Ruby Soho and Britt Baker thing. All right now 
and this is one of, one of those things that popped up on my Twitter timeline. Some people just were not happy that it was just kind of announced in passing Wednesday, and like you know, no promo thing, no video stuff or nothing. Like Tony Giovanni just kind of mentioned it in passing, and that didn't. Well, from where I'm sitting, that didn't bode too well for Ruby. Well, I wasn't expecting her to win anyway, but <clears throat> it's making this look like a kind of okay. She's going to get the match, and after that, she goes have fun on the YouTube show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which, um, okay. which I mean, well, she got released from WWE, so she didn't ask for a release. She got released, but. The thing is that well, we'll see. Look, we'll see how it plays out afterwards. But this is um, this is looking like a rerun of what happened there because I mean, what happened there early? Like she peaked real early there because um, she had a title match with Charlotte at like was it Fast Lane one year? Yeah, she had a title that, match with uh, Ronda too. Two of them. Yeah, and that was a year later. Um, but. That was pretty much squash. I mean, she she peaked really early in her WWE career, and that match with Charlotte was pretty much where she peaked. Because after that, it was just six woman tags, and until she had the match with Ronda a year later. Um, so I'm hoping that doesn't happen here. But given the way they booked women on the show, yeah. If they book women on the show. Well, we, yeah. nine matches, nine matches announced for the two nights, and only one of them is a women's match. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Rance, your thoughts? Um, the card looks great. The card looks great, but it also looks like a bunch of shit that we know is going to happen. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. MJF is going to MJF. He's he's yeah. not losing two matches sure. in a row. And he's right. damn sure not losing a match to one of the varsity blondes. No disrespect to the blondes, but like all disrespect yeah. to the blondes. Fuck them dudes. Uh, okay then. Damn. Don't Keep them. Don't, don't give a fuck about them. Him or Griff. Or, okay, Julia could get it, but other than that, I don't give a fuck about her either. Fuck all the dudes. Uh, I didn't. Know, I didn't know you had this salt in you for the for the blondes. It's not salt. They just they they're not worth their salt. In I mean, I Brian Brian's cool. He can go. I don't give a fuck. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing a, a massacre uh, with Malachi, like, literally kicking the face off of Garrett. Oh, you know that's um, not going to happen. Come on now. You know that's not happening. I mean, look, come on. In I, all, you, know, you, you know what happening is. In all realism. You, and and, and you know I say this, and I say this as someone who's always been Malachi Black's biggest fan. Like, I was his number one supporter for years, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, Realistically, Dusty's fourth favorite child will probably win. Look, yeah, I mean, you happens, know what time it is. You know yo, what time it is, it, man. Uh, y'all expect the most epic of rants on next week. Oh, we're already um, ready. I've already queued. I've already set a time. Some rant spits fire about Garrett for next week. I'm looking forward to. I want to see FTR put. Uh, Sting in the retirement home, but of course, you know, Sting got a Sting, so clearly they're going to win that match. Uh, Britt's beating Ruby. There's no way Ruby beats Britt. I doubt it. They're yeah. not going to let Kenny and, and Danielson go to a finish, 
and yeah, box twelve. To see how they do the how they do the dusty finish on that one. I am well Bray Wyatt. And uh, really, you think Bray Wyatt? I'm pretty sure Bray, Bray debuts in one of these two shows. And uh, I know we're just talking Wednesday. And Mox probably turns on Eddie Kingston during the Suzuki Gun feud. So like it's gonna, it feels like a bunch. It's a lot of fans feel like it's gonna be like two hour, three hour, two hours of fantastic bell to bell, wonderful action. Gonna be a lot of shenaniganry. I feel. Yeah. So, um. Regardless, I mean, if Ray Wyatt does debut, good for him. He'll do very well there. And, I mean, I watch Dynamite every week, so, like, I'll be here for it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if he'll do well, but he'll make a lot of money. Well, um, that's what I mean by do well. He'll make a lot of money. Oh, I thought you yeah. meant do well, like, like be booked well. Because he well, I mean, I don't measure wrestlers. I don't measure a wrestler's success by the quality of their booking. How much of these asshole billionaires' money did you manage to finesse? Duly noted. See. Yeah. Nah. It's like you can't control you cannot in a lot of ways you cannot control the quality of your booking you can control the quality of your performance within that booking but you cannot control the quality of the booking itself so mm-hmm. like i ain't gonna hold shitty booking against you i am however gonna give you all the flowers in the world for finessing a billionaire out of his blood money fair enough yeah and uh, I saw some little, just some, some couple of takes about the whole Danielson Kenny Omega thing. Um, it was like a Twitter thread I just kind of scrolled through, and there are a few people there who are not happy about the possibility that this might have some type of DQ finish or something. Well, AEW doesn't <laughs> quote unquote do that, so sure. And th- this is one as an, as an old wrestling fan or older wrestling fan. This is one of those disconnects I have with a lot of the people who like, particularly like the indie stuff and, you know, that side of it. Because to me, like, look, GQ finishes happen all the time. There's a, there's a purpose to them, right? Because you don't end the thing, you don't want to end the whole thing with one match. And so you need to keep things going. And so to keep things going, you have shenanigans. And there's a whole section of like fandom now that just acts like that's like some type of travesty or something. Cause I even saw one person say, well, if they're going to have that kind of finish, they just shouldn't have the match. And I'm just kind of like, like, like what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, that's the, real, like, that's the belief, bro. I, I mean, but yeah, I mean, cause to me, like something like, you know, Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, you don't just want such a good you, match. You, you really, you really, you really only want, you really only want to see it once? You really want them to just have one match and somebody pins the other guy and then that's it? Really? Yeah, especially considering, like I said, it's going to be such a good fucking match. Like, so I don't un- good. And I don't understand that because to me, when two people are really good together and, and do really good work together in the ring, then I can watch it over and over and over. Especially yeah. to people who understand the psychology of wrestling in the way that Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson do. Like, these two know how to tell a fucking story in the ring. Yeah. And 100%. so for me, I saw, I saw that's just a concept I don't get. I don't get, and particularly a match that's on free television. 
I mean, hell yeah, you know, the, the good brothers or whatever should come in there and, you know, the, you know, Brian has them in the yes oh, lock. Oh, hold, hold, up, hold up. I'm sorry, Rob. I'm sorry, Rob. You weren't here for the new rule. We don't talk about those two on this show because, like, they suck. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. But <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. No, so, no, yeah. no. It, it, you had no way of knowing this was a new rule. We've decided it recently amongst ourselves. Like, we just don't have time for their shitty wrestling and their shitty, like, whatever they think those gimmicks are. Like, oh, I, yeah. I don't even know what to call what they're doing now. Like, Luke Gallows is just this dude that does, like, dick jokes. Like, no, I don't have time for that. They're like um, flea market Hall and Nash, basically. No, they're like frat bros in their fucking 40s. And it's like, dude, this isn't cute. It's sad. Like, it's not funny or cute. It's just legitimately sad. Yeah. And so, but so, all right. So, but basically what I'm saying is, of course, you know, Brian should have him in some type of dire straits. And then you, you have the run in by whoever. And they stomp him out or something. That, that's exactly what should happen. And I mean, it's, to me, it's booking 101. But of course, but there are, you know, there is a section of fans now who don't want that and will be extremely angry if they do something like that. And again, I don't know. To me, it's like when you can't do stuff like when you can't do wrestling booking 101 kind of stuff, how do you expect to actually get any real stories that last more than a week? Not but, I mean, you expecting wrestling fans to be consistent. <laughs> but but of course, then and I was listening. I was listening to you guys from last week and what you were saying, Kyle, about you know how with AEW they just bring them the sugar every week, and you know, and, and but, but this is gonna be an example of that, right? I mean, because look, as 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 pissed off as a lot of us were when they did the thing with Bianca and Becky at SummerSlam. Sometimes you have to do that. And even, you know, and even if we don't, even if, you know, we, whatever you think about the timing or who was involved this particular time, like sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you have to piss people off. And so that's why you would have a DQ finish there. Because the whole point is to just, <clears throat> you know, I mean, you know, Brian will be about to win and then he gets the win stolen from him. That's what you're supposed to do. I mean, you know, at least, I mean, that's the way, look, me in all my years of being a wrestling fan, that's how it goes. Well, you know, as good as the Wednesday card looks, like, Honestly, I'm with you, Rance. The the Friday card is way more fun. Um, so the Rampage Grand Slam card, because Rampage Grand Slam is only an hour long, is no. They said it's two. So oh, this is going to be two. Ooh, even yeah. Better. Um, so more condensed show. The only matches that have been announced so far for Rampage are Men of the Year, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Versus the Mega Circle, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. Then you've got CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs with that snackity snack, snack, snack. 
Puck by his side. Um, team snack. Mm, I'm here for all three. Um, and then in our main event, we've got Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. That's a, that's a fun card. Um, there's lots of Hobbs and Hook on that card, and like that's just like so fun. I'm so here for that. I just love how they found a way to get me, of all people, interested in CM Punk match. Because I'm here for him versus Hobbs. Well, I'm here for I'm here for Hobbs getting more time because Hobbs is great and he's cute, and I'm always here for Hook because, mm, yes, please. And I I appreciate the very very small attention to detail because last week uh, I believe is when when Punk said send me Hook. Well, they sent Hook, and Hook took yeah. your bitch ass out. Yeah, so, Hook put please. your ass in a dragon sleeper. Um. Yes, I'm looking, and then the super click together. Like I, for all of the woes that all three of us have about the Bucks, you the cannot dispute. Are great. You can't dispute when they give a fuck about actually telling a story. They're fantastic at it, and those two and and Adam Cole together as a threesome are fantastic. Always great. Always great. And I'm not here for the dinosaur, but Christian and Jungle Boy Jack Perry can all go. So I'm like. I'm not a, I'm not so you know I'm not an in ring I'm not one person who's intrigued by oh man this match will be great. All right, cool. They all got stories that were like okay, I'm I'm I want to see this. So, yeah, I'm excited about Friday more than Wednesday. So, shout out to that. Yeah, and I mean, I think they'll probably like realistically they'll probably announce a match or two for Friday on Wednesday. So, like yeah, um, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. I'm happy for them as a company. We say it all the time on the show, like, wrestling companies being healthy is good for the industry as a whole, and, like, they're hot right now. They're cooking with grease. We're going to break it down, too, next week, y'all, uh, as best as we can. Um, I don't, we'll see if we're going to break it down happily or if we're going to break it down <laughs> analytically. That is, we'll we'll see, um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm always excited for good. Man, next week's gonna be fire because next week you got um, E and his first night back with the New Day as champion. Mm-hmm. You got NXT 2.0 night two. You got Grand Slam. You got Roman who just got announced that he got to go to the Jammin' Jammin' the Sam number seven, whatever it is. Chris Platt, give me a a, a a tagline. Are we on uh, number seven? Number seven. I I I'm just throwing numbers out. I don't know. It's this too one too many. But Roman got to face Brock there. But he's also facing uh, Finn at Extreme Rules. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. The Demon at Extreme Rules. So like, and that's the build to that. So like, we really, I mean, we are blessed. And then you know. Whatever impact doing on Thursdays, fuck them. But like, we're really blessed. I can't believe it's already time for Blood Money Seven, the Deathly Hallows. The Deathly, God damn it, that's it. <laughs> that's it, the Deathly Hallows. So yeah, man, like we we are we are in. I know we 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 live in a multiverse because Peter Parker didn't want motherfuckers to know who he was, so Doctor Strange fucks some shit up. So no, we no, are you know what pisses time. you off there? No, you know what really pisses you off there? 
He goes and fucks the spell all up. Peter, just tell them motherfuckers again. Like, nobody can know. Just tell them again, bitch. You're right, but I will say, he can't get them experiences back that he didn't have with, uh, well, fuck yeah. it on me, because what is, but with MJ, you can't just walk back up to a bitch and be like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm Spider-Man. No, it ain't the same. They yeah. went through some shit. Motherfucker, motherfucker got blipped out of obscurity for five years. Came yeah. back. Like, it, that ain't just no... Whatever, hey, whatever. Me, can, can, I, can you call me on the phone? We gotta have a conversation. That's Man, not whatever. what I'm... You can always go to a pool party. Pool party. Uh, they live in Queens. Uh, Rand, no, no, Rand. They can always go to a pool party. Oh, oh. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Outsiders Edge. You can find me at Inspire Cash, Oiwaz and Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars. I'm gonna go get my holy water and pray. <laughs> Rand or uh, Rob, tell the people where they can find you. All right, you can find me uh, a lot of places. All right, so. Now, uh, you can find me the Mindless Musings podcast every week. We talk pro wrestling. You can find me. Shout out to DJ. And Jason. Yeah, shout, shout out to, out to DJ Jason. Jason. Uh, you can occasionally find me writing stuff for chairshot.com. I'm writing some things right now that I need to finish. And you can also find me on Twitter at R-B-O-N-N-E-1. And there are a bunch of other places, but that's good for right now to get started. The YouTube channel, because you, you posted yes. your fuck day. Oh, uh, yeah. So my my YouTube channel is just named after me. It's Rob Bonnet, B-O-N-N-E-T-T-E. I got videos like I did about Dave Meltzer. I got simulations from WWE 2K where I do commentary over the matches. Um, I got some videos I've taken of shows I've been to. So go check that stuff out. You can find our good missing brother-in-arms, Carl, on Twitter at OutsiderCurvin, K-E-R-B-I-N. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Schmores, and you can find the show on Twitter at OutsidersEdgeCS. As we have said, we are part of the ChairShot Radio Network at ChairShot Media, where you always always stay away from pool parties (laughs) and use your head. (laughs) Use your head. And as always, (laughs) we uh, remember we here at the Outsiders Edge are some increasingly less young gentlemen doing everything that we can trying to make it out here in this world. And sometimes we're going to say some things that need to be said, like Jade Cargill's got a lot of potential, but she green as fuck. And other times we're going to say some things that like just need to hear, like go out of your way to watch the Index uh, wedding, y'all. It is fucking heartwarming. But no matter what, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams, and you've got to respect that. Because if you don't, well, it's middle of the school year, and it's a pandemic, and we sure don't give a fuck. You know, I had a conversation with Minoru Suzuki the other day, and he asked me to translate this for y'all. Fuck him. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Pool parties. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.